Hey everyone, welcome to our family camping. It is the week of August 31st, 2020. Smoother than your grandpa's head. And we're back once again. Don's contemplating. I I think I might... uh, interject here i'm I'm just a co-host i'm gonna try and make an executive decision of maybe we just go right to the music (laughs) i'll second that this one was better than last week's i i will say that (laughs) you know sometimes i get into the editing process of this and it's like this has to go and then there's just too much laughter involved and True. <laughs> anything that isn't camping related, does it serve any purpose whatsoever for a camping podcast? And if Not no, it's funny. <laughs> thank you very much. That is the second piece of criteria. Is I, it funny? I will say that uh, that little audio clip, honestly, is probably a good fit for about half of this. Can, can I call it crap? <laughs> that we're going to talk about tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you worded it perfectly. Tonight on, yeah, oh, by the way, I am Buck Ballard, joined by my wife, Chris. And, of course, across the uh, beautiful <laughs> state of Wisconsin. Don. There we go. We are all here. Want to get a hold of us? Easiest way would be uh, the Facebook group, Our Family Camping. Can't miss it. We would love to have you there. Yes. You can also just send a Gmail to ourfamilycamping at gmail.com. That's pretty easy. We would love to hear from you. Tonight on the show, how about 10 really useless products? Or or are they? I'm, I'm, they are. I'm open to, um, I don't know, some critique here. Somebody's Somebody might love these things. We, I think they're junk, but we will get into those. Um, I do want to cover real quick before we jump into those a couple of quick things. Oh, and then we have a, a story that I thought was right up Don's alley, kind of <laughs> camping related. Um, it, it is. Should we jump into that one first, and then I will go to the uh, insurance question? You know, we we absolutely can. Pre nine eleven, we all know what airports are like now. Before nine eleven, um, airports that that, frankly, we as a family kind of went to a lot. We never went anywhere. <laughs> we were picking. We had up. family that was always going somewhere, but we we would go, you know, see grandma off, pick grandma at, up, at <laughs> and you you could go with grandma right up until she got on the gateway. You know, it it was that's that's what you did. You know, you'd stand at the window after she's on the plane, and you'd wave at the plane. You didn't need a ticket. When you were done, you just leave the airport. All the stores, all the shops, everything yeah. right and, there. And you know, yeah. air- airports were, to me as as a kid, airports were, you know, like this. This is like a its own city. You know, this is kind of a magical <laughs> place. We used to take the open, bus to everything's the airport right. and just play as a kid for a day. Yeah. You know, I, and I kind of, and, and this was before movies were done about it. How long could I live at this airport before security? Maybe I keep ordering from the same person at uh, the the Burger King or the Dunkin' Donuts, and they're going, "Okay, this guy's here every day." How long could I live at the airport? I mean, it's 
I'm not going to lie. I would need a lot of money because, you know, the Dunkin' Donuts, it's $5 for a donut instead of 99 cents for a donut like yeah. across the road. But <laughs> And when the Tom Hanks movie came out, we always joked they stole the idea from Don. They did. I'm still waiting for my royalty checks. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm guessing some issues with the Postal Service. They're they're on their way. You know, the check is in the mail. Right right there with my check. For Man. <laughs> I know he sent me one before he died. Yep. Hey. I have been, you know, qualified. Somebody with my initials in my area is going to win the next drawing. There you go. I didn't know there were that many people in my area. (laughs) (laughs) Or how big your area was. It was a whole continent. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, somebody took your idea of living in an airport and really. They they took it to the the camping aspect. And to Um, the next extreme. Yeah. Florida. Walt Disney World, one of the quote-unquote happiest places on earth, blah, blah, blah. Back in the 70s, they bought an island. I don't know if they bought it or if they already own it. I mean, Disney owns a lot of land that they do not use right now. They they own a lot. So I don't know if they already own this or if they had bought this. But it was going to be kind of a, a, a theme park, a, a nature preserve theme park. You know, you you go tour wild animals in their natural habitat, blah, blah, blah. There's alligators there. Sometimes that doesn't work out too well. Yeah. So this <laughs> was um, 70, 74, 75. I believe they opened this park, never really took off doing some research on the island. It it, it wasn't cost effective for Disney to keep operating it as a, an attraction. So they closed it in... 99, I believe. No, this was but called they, what? They Discovery Island? It. Yes. Uh, D- Discovery Island. It sounds like a nice place. Well, somebody discovered the island. <laughs> this guy was pitched his tent. Hey, this is, you know, this is a nice, nobody's here. I, I kind of have this whole place to myself. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Are there signs? Is it posted? No trespassing, private property. I, I don't know any of this. They found this guy camping out there on the island. Sounds like he'd been there for a little while, not a, a long time, but he, he didn't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> he was escorted off the property and uh, <laughs> charged with trespassing. Well, if you're going to camp out and uh, you know just kind of drop anchor and boondock, why not do it in Disneyland? I, or in exactly. Disney World, yeah. I, you I know, mean, I mean, this... this <laughs> I don't think the guy had any ill intentions at all. I think it was just, hey, this is kind of a cool little secluded. I got no neighbors. I can just hang out. He was Spot, taking you know? social distancing to the extreme. <laughs> he was. <laughs> <laughs> but it got him banned from Disney World. It did. Now. He is banned for life from all things Disney. <laughs> oh. oh, well. But, hey, he has a story to tell. I'm going to move on to an insurance question here. This was in the Facebook group uh, from Dustin. Hey, everyone, I'm looking into insurance for our 30-foot Keystone hideout. I'm liking progressive quotes so far, but I have seen many mixed reviews on them. Has anyone had a good experience with them or recommendations on another insurance provider? My main concern is having my roof covered in case of an accident or repairs when needed. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. I thought that was, I, I was going to put that in last week's show and quite honestly forgot. Honestly, and, that, that is a, that is a good question. 
I spent a, a little bit of time selling insurance. Uh, that is a brutal world. Yes, it is. <laughs> You're going to spend all day on the phone. And that, that just wasn't for me. But I, I did learn some stuff that honestly, they should teach some of that stuff in high school. <laughs> How insurance works, why you need it, you know, what you need. It, it's, it is stuff that everybody should know. And most people don't know anything about. But campers are kind of a, a unique thing. They're also unique state to state. Uh, they are. Every state is going to be different. And honestly, every company is going to quote you differently on how they're insured. Um, for our camper, it's not hard to say. It's a pop-up. You know, it's not worth a whole lot to the insurance company. We literally pay $14 a year. They explained it to us when you're towing it. It's already covered under your vehicle insurance. When it's parked at your house, it's part of your homeowner's insurance. So basically, <laughs> the only thing you need insurance for is when you are set up in the campground. And uh, our insurance agent flat out said, it doesn't matter what happens to your camper. We're going to total it out and we're going to cut you a check because <laughs> yeah. it's not worth fixing. And it, honestly, it's not. You know, it's it's a pop up. It's an it's, older pop-up, yeah. You it's, maintained it's, it well, you know, but it's an older pop-up. A pop 2002, it's in great shape. We love it. But realistically, one windstorm, one tree branch, done. They're not going to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here's my two cents on it. Not as anyone with any expertise in the field whatsoever, but as somebody, just a consumer, Chris and I have used the same, I can't say the same agent because Gary Harlander's retired years ago. Right. But we have stayed with that same agency that is in Rice Lake. We're 240 yeah, miles the, away. the same office. We have been there for years. They've saved my bacon many times. What I don't want to have with my RV insurance is, now we have a, a pull behind, maybe you have a motorhome. Uh, just to kind of reiterate what you said about your pop-up, when we had the sliding camper in Wisconsin, you don't need a license plate for a slide-up camper, a sliding camper, yep. nor a pop-up. No, I, we have no license plate on ours. Yeah, and they just told me it's not a vehicle. It, it's covered in your vehicle when it's in your vehicle, and it's yeah. covered by your renter's insurance when it's parked out in the parking lot by the apartment we were living in in Rice Lake by the lake. So yep. we were cool there. I want my homeowner's insurance and my car and my RV insurance all at the same place. Just yeah. be, just because I don't want, well, a tree fell on it from your, your yard. That's homeowners. Well, no, it fell on your RV. That's your, I, I don't want to have to have that discussion arguing between two insurance companies. Just no. Me. And, and that is exactly what would happen. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you have, you know, your homeowner's insurance is, you know, Joe Schmo's insurance and your RV is covered by John Blow's insurance they're going to start arguing back and forth on whose responsibility is this. Yeah. It's just easier to have everything at one place. And and I like having an agent when there's a problem. I can call an agent, not a 800 number to get a hold of progressive. Right. Or You're going to talk to the same guy you talked to when you signed your policy. Exactly. Who's going to be calling you in six months wanting to re review your insurance. So they'd better yep. be going to bat for you. That's one, exactly. of the, that's one of the advantages of keeping it in Rice Lake when they call us and say, well, do you want to come in Saturday morning and we'll review your all your policies? 
It's like, did you look at our address? Uh, you know, we'd love to, but. I'll, I'll plug the coffee pot in. You drive on over. What I like about it all, too, being under one, it's one payment. Yeah. Yeah. And it can't be that high because you get discounts quite often if you have you, you more do. than one. Yeah. The other thing to keep in mind, he was asking about roof damages is. If it's normal wear, it's normal wear. If it's lack of maintenance, it's lack of maintenance. If it's yeah. accident or, you know, something like that, then yeah, that's going to get covered. But if, if your trailer springs a leak, you're probably not going to get the insurance to pay for that. Unless leak. you have a hole in it from a tree branch, <laughs> something you're, you're not going to get. And it's that. real hard to shove that tree branch in through that seam. It, it is. I don't have any personal experience with Progressive. Just like you guys, I have used two insurance companies total over my driving uh, lifetime. I believe the first one was the same guy you guys were using. And when I became old enough to need my own insurance, okay, I'm just going to keep using the same one. Yeah. Once we bought the house, we kind of shopped around, which is good to do. Found a, a, they're not a, a private, an independent agent who works with a couple of different companies and they were able to cover literally everything we have. Uh, yeah. Like you said, one payment there in Cameron, but it's, you know, not even 10 minutes for me to drive down. Okay. Here's what I'm looking at. Here's what I want to do. They're a phone call away. Progressive. I have heard from other people that have had them. The claims process is not that easy. I will tell you now, Geico, having dealt with Geico when the lady rear-ended the Subaru, I had, yes, that was a royal pain in the ass. That was just a pain in the rear. No. In so many ways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the neck and the shoulders. And the back yeah. and the neck. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to some more fun stuff. Look me square in the eyes and tell me you love me. I love you. <laughs> What's first on our hit list? These are th just things I found that are camping stuff that I'm thinking, why would anybody want that? And you know why? Because they're available. I, I guess so. As <laughs> my father would say, a fool and his money are soon parted. Uh, true. A battery-powered Bluetooth lantern. Uh, right away, your first red flag should be, what is this site called? <laughs> moma.org <laughs> I love that I don't want to buy anything from moma moma <laughs> moma and this is a it's it's a beautiful lantern as far as a lantern goes I'll give it that a little overpriced this thing's what like 109 bucks see that's what's funny is they have some kind of membership thing yeah but what does this thing come equipped with that makes it worth supposedly the 110 dollar price a bluetooth speaker why do I want a Which I, I'm not going to lie. There is very little that they have not put a Bluetooth speaker in nowadays. <laughs> you know, that's that's pretty true. My only thought with the Bluetooth speaker is if you could somehow pair it to your phone and have it cued so when somebody went off to the outhouse late at night with the lantern, you could pick up your phone and wait till the door closed and they move over and yell, hey, move over. I'm trying to paint down here. <laughs> oh, boo. That's really bad. That's horrible. <laughs> For the painter, too. Yeah, really. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. I, I see no use for that one. I really don't. But you know. Oh, I mean, it, it looks 
like you said, it's it's a very artistic design. It it looks very nice. It doesn't scream to me camping lantern. It it doesn't look like it produces that much light. But amazingly, of all the crap you put on this list, this one has good reviews. <laughs> doesn't that be this, this is true. Well, again, a fool and their money. Fools yeah. write good reviews. I guess to me, this boils down to bang for my buck. I, I can buy a really, really good JBL Bluetooth speaker, 50, 60 bucks. I have the, the $20 Coleman propane lantern that I got 20 years ago that puts out plenty of light. Works and, just fine. And you're, and you're 40 bucks ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The next one, this is definitely camping. How about a bad... This is a bunch of BS. Yeah. This is a piece of crap is what it is. (laughs) What would you call this? A battery-operated... Waste of your uh, money. Waste of your money. I I would call this a uh, marshmallow rotisserie. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. You know what I don't understand? This thing actually has 3.3 out of 5 stars. And there isn't one review that's good. It's like, <laughs> no. What the hell know, are you giving it three stars for? <laughs> so he says, you can't hold it close to the fire. You're going to melt the handle. It has. Yeah. Now, how many marshmallows is that made for? Two or three? Three. 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 So or, three. or a hot dog. Or a hot dog. Yeah. And then it just spins it, rotates it over the fire. Yeah. It's a hot dog on a stick. Spinning it over the fire is part of the. That's part of how you cook it. You also, and let's be honest, with the marshmallow, you just put the thing in there till it catches on fire. Anyways. <laughs> you don't true. need to turn the damn thing. <laughs> exactly. You can get a stick in the woods for free. So it, it's a waste of money. Yeah. It's one more thing to put batteries in. Uh, absolutely crazy. So, yeah, we voted the, I think we all agree, three for three on the uh, thumbs down on the marshmallow roaster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Waste of money. By the <laughs> way, there is nowhere I'm writing an article on this where you can go find links in the show notes for this one. Not worth the effort. You can look this stuff up if you so desire. Now you're And talking- if you do, we we are not recommending that. We want to make that abundantly clear. <laughs> yes. Do not call us in three months saying, Yeah, I bought that marshmallow rotisserie thing you were talking about. <laughs> it's a piece of crap. <laughs> I don't know though. I look at how much this next thing uh we have on here, this this flashlight. That's got to be a heck of an uh, affiliate commission through Amazon. This is the, you, you just mentioned how nice the light was for yours and how cheap the light looked on that uh-huh. other light. Well, this one kind of takes lighting to the next one. I think this is going to get you kicked out of the campground. You're going to be that obnoxious person with the light that glares on everybody. You can fry an egg, it says. This, it. Yeah, the flash torch. If you watch the video on it and just Google flash torch, you'll find it. It's maybe a little smaller than a mag light, made of aluminum, and it puts out such intense light. Number one, the candle power is just crazy, 4,100 lumens. It can fry an egg. It can start a fire. So (laughs) it leads you to the obvious question, how often are you going to have to replace the batteries in this thing? I was reading through some of the uh, the specs on it. Your, Your batteries... 20 to 80 minutes. Wow. <laughs> You're talking about a 20-minute flashlight. <laughs> wow. I don't know. It, it's a sharp-looking flashlight. Um, I believe it's what they would call a, a tactical flashlight. Uh, just the way it's designed, the the super brightness. Yeah, it's it's going to light your way. 
the $20, you know, standard, they've been around for decades. Cops still to this day use them. 4D cell mag light. Yeah. Yeah. That's all the light you need. And batteries have advanced so far that that thing's going to last you quite a while with a couple of good uh, Duracells in it. Yeah. You know, the the 4D Duracells, they're going to last you a whole season and then some. You don't need this. It, and it's two hundred dollars. Yeah, $199 flashlight. $200. And I don't want to know how expensive those 20 to 80 minute batteries are. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the other thing. You think in the top of your head, you know, you're driving home. The car makes a funny noise and goes kaput, kaput on the side of the road. You don your flashlight, lift the hood. You go under there. And the next thing you have to explain to your significant other is, why the, why the fire under the hood when you shine the flashlight on the spark plug wire? Yeah. Yeah. I held it there for too <laughs> yeah. long. I don't know what's <laughs> wrong with it. I was cooking I, an egg. I set it on <laughs> <Yeah>. fire. <laughs> okay. So we now all, we will get an insurance check, honey. <laughs> oh, boy. Isn't that the truth? So we all agree. Three thumbs down on the uh, start of fire flashlight. Only, uh, for me, honestly, only for the cost and the the battery usage. Now, other than that, what, no, what, it's what a decent flashlight. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a bright flashlight, but like you said, nobody wants that person in the camper. No, <laughs> no. no. Okay, on to the next one. Again, way overpriced, but awesome. <laughs> you think so? I give so this, many. This is really but awesome in a no lot of ways. Thumbs down. <laughs> this is all thumbs up, but not for the use that it's designed yes, for. Yes, two T's, but awesome. What are you thinking? Well, you want to describe it? Uh, well, it's a a roll of camping toilet paper, ten ninety nine. It it is a little pricey, but no more fumbling around in a dark outhouse, a dark porta potty in the middle of the night looking for the toilet paper because this glows in the dark. <laughs> Not the tube, the paper itself glows in the dark. But if you had that flashlight, <laughs> you'd start your toilet paper on fire. <laughs> now, anywhere okay. in the description of this, did you find that it could be used in a porta potty? And no, I could find no specifics on, you know, is it septic safe are the the porta potty guys that have to come and clean it out are they gonna get pissed at you because you clogged it up <laughs> I, I couldn't find anything like that honestly when i saw this i went eleven dollars is a little pricey but you know what this this takes tp in a house to a whole new extreme <laughs> this is borderline cool for that purpose you know <laughs> yeah. why this whole this whole article is fascinating is when you look at all the other crap they sell everything else that this this company sells yeah i know how much <laughs> how much they put you know invested into toilet paper and toilet paper holders and- i love <laughs> the name of the website on this one i'll give these guys credit just for a this cr- is awesome yes it is this is why i'm broke.com oh why didn't i think of that <laughs> and you know once once you look at all this other stuff that they offer, which seems to be a lot of toilet paper and toilet paper accessories. Yeah, I, I could see how people would go broke. <laughs> I know. It's crazy fun things. Did you see the the gold toilet paper? Yes. Wow. For $1,400 a roll? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I, I honestly, other than the price, I wouldn't give this a hands down. I'm not going to wipe my butt with it because the last thing I want to do is be, you know, hanging out in my tent. Glowing at night, and the neighbors are going, What the hell is glowing in his tent? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's my ass. (laughs) But no, it's kind of a cool novelty thing. I would give it to people as gifts. Oh man, but it says once you've used it correctly, it quits glowing. (laughs) I don't know. And how do they really know? I mean, (laughs) but you know, if this is the piece that gets stuck to your shoe. Right. You know, you're you're walking in for a job interview and yeah. power goes on. Yeah. Oh, man. Ain't that the truth. Next on the list, we're going, this is probably the most expensive item here. And that particular link didn't have a price, but this thing is about twenty seven hundred bucks. How about an off road segue? I honestly did not know these things were still a thing. I didn't either. I, I I thought scooters they replaced had this, the Segway. Oh, they were all over the place, and now you don't hear about them anymore. I I thought they were done. <laughs> there is a place in Dork County where you can go oh, rent yeah. segways, rent, rent segways, and do the segway tour and that I, kind I'm, of stuff. I'm sorry when these things when these segways first came out. My first thought was, okay, this is the end of our society. You know, <laughs> we will now become even more lazy because yes. now we can't even. Hike through the national park. <laughs> you got to ride the Segway. <laughs> the concept is cool. It's it's an off road. You know, it's it's built beefier, bigger tires. It's designed to actually carry some stuff. You're going to be out there all day. You're going to need water bottles. You might be carrying a bag, some snacks. It's it's designed to go out in the boonies for a day and and stay there. Did you see how much it weighs? 250 some odd pounds. Yes. So yeah, That's... dragging it back with a dead battery is going to be painful. Well, it's got <laughs> dual batteries. Didn't we think this is a European thing? Yeah, this is a European website. That, that, but I did find somewhere a conversion on the price that was like 2600 bucks or something. Hmm. Yeah, because I believe this was a European. So I, I found three or yeah. four places that had these. I couldn't find any place where you could order one. But I did find this one I thought just had a great description. But yeah, all we are an off-road trail rated segue. I thought that was a kick. Take your overlanding to a whole new level. I do yeah. like the one picture where it looks like it's looking out over the beach. The segue yeah. itself looking yeah. out. Not over a the not beach. a person. Nope. Just the segue. Nobody around. There aren't even footsteps. No. no. Nope. <laughs> no. These these things have a mind of their own. They're yes. gonna do what they want. A little Johnny Five <laughs> in the woods, yes. <laughs> I labeled this next one, and it has a more proper name. And I remember when there was a GoFundMe or a, something like that uh, for trying to produce this thing. I call it the Camp Stove USB Power Thingy. Generator thing. I'll be honest. I have really mixed feelings on this because it's cool, but it's cool for the sake of just being cool. Yeah. This is a camp stove that will also generate power and recharge your cell phone or what have you it it has it puts out power through a usb port kind of neat because we're not talking camp stove fuel or anything like that it's like a little mini rocket heater you just find some twigs and things like that uh once it's running you've got uh some fans in there to to blow on the coals and get a good roll of flame and then that fan it all recharges off of the heat from the fire so for that, it's just I don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, I don't it, understand the technology behind. I have a metal canister with fire in it, 
and a plastic thing on the outside that I can now plug my phone into and it'll charge. I kind of get it, but I can buy a small solar device for this is 150 bucks. Yeah. And I can buy a small solar device for 10, 15 bucks. It'll charge my phone. Might not charge it as fast or as, as ready, but I don't have to go find twigs to throw in the darn thing to get my phone charged. Right. Now, granted, yes, you can still cook over it, but so who's going to yeah, use it's, this? It's a, a full-blown, you know, you can't call it a cook stove. I mean, I would imagine, okay, you buy this. Now you need to buy this to put the pan over the top. and Yeah, it packs down to the size of a 32-ounce wide-mouth water bottle. Weighs two pounds, so you're beyond backpacking, and nobody's going to carry a two-pound stove around with them. No, um, that that the weight kind of surprised me. And then uh, USB charge out with fifty percent more power, fifty percent more power than. Then, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. We're just telling you. <laughs> yeah, lightweight <laughs> aluminum legs, honeycomb heat mesh. I mean, it's cool. It's it's an aesthetically pleasing thing to look at it's an awesome little stove you can see where it's got three aluminum legs that fold out so it looks like it's fairly substantial when you set it on the ground and then a little burner wannabe i don't know how you describe that kind of a concave twist thing with three legs for your pan to sit on uh lift the pan drop the twigs in it, I, it's a beautiful thing i just the the concept is cool the i don't know to me i i'll stick with uh propane cylinders <laughs> I, you know if you could get it for 30 40 bucks it's cool but for 150 bucks well i know i like to read reviews there are none on this <laughs> no so I, either nobody's bought any because you know if you like it you usually review it yeah or if you absolutely hate it the thing's a piece of crap you're gonna write a review on it you, you there should be something either way about it so i'm wondering if they've even sold one yeah and they may not have nope yeah, you, you have to wonder about that. Who wants to jump into the next one? I, I do not in any way, shape, or form want this. Um, this is one of the funniest is, stories. Now, the funny thing uh, is when you Google this, this isn't the only one. You can find several makers of this. Yes. Uh, this came from, I believe it was Germany. Germany or Austria or something, yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, non-perishable emergency survival food, food that you throw in the camper and you can just leave it in there. So if you ever forget to get something for dinner, yeah, we got six cans of beef stew or whatever it might be. This is a bacon cheeseburger in a can. <laughs> Not like bacon cheeseburger ravioli or bacon cheeseburger soup. No, this is a bacon cheeseburger with buns some kind of sauce, cheese, in a can. Now, rather than a link to it, I found a YouTube video where the guy actually opened the can. He, he went through the, I mean, the whole process. It, it was a very lengthy, very descriptive video. Here's what the can says. Here's the ingredients, your calories. Hands down, I think the most sodium I have ever seen in a product <laughs> short of like ramen noodles. Serious preservative in this thing, yeah. Yeah, insane. Pulls the top off. It's one of those, you know, pop-top aluminum cans. It's not like you need a can opener. Dumps it out. It's wrapped in some kind of Wax parchment paper, paper yeah. something or other. Peels it apart. And, yeah, it's bun, burger, 
bacon, cheese, and the the special sauce. God knows what that is. Got absorbed. It's not it. there. It's <laughs> it's absorbed into everything. He uh, he cuts it in half. You know, let's let's take a look at the inside. As soon as I saw the center of that, no way am I eating that. From the outside, it looks like yeah, a hamburger patty, a decent thickness patty. He cuts it in half and it goes from, you know, nice and brown on the outside to this strange color gray to pink. And he said it cut like a just hard. Yeah, it, it cut in half like a hockey puck. That's what he, yeah, hockey puck, yeah. And he even said, he goes, I, I normally like my burgers medium, medium rare. I wouldn't have eaten this in a in a restaurant. Uh, just the, the color change. You see the video. The color is weird. The color says, do not eat me. I will make you sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he did and take a bite. Props to him. He took a bite out of both halves. He cut it in half um, and then took a bite out of both halves. He did not swallow. He, uh-huh. he did say... I, I chewed it. I wanted the flavor. I was not going to swallow this. <laughs> just meat out of a can should not still be pink. No, <laughs> unless, unless it's salmon. Oh, I was just going to say that. <laughs> salmon, spam. Yeah. I, I would rather eat spam than a bacon cheeseburger in a can. Now, should you have that che- bacon cheeseburger in a can and you need something to wash it down with, here's the perfect, totally useless, stupid thing. There is nothing perfect with. about this. Other no. than stupid. <laughs> well, it's powdered beer. Sadly, this is powdered out of Alaska. Beer. The guy hasn't found financing, so it's not no on figure. the market. You can find three or four vendors for powdered beer, but powdered beer. Unless it's gonna something you're gonna pour and you know cover and let it sit for three weeks to ferment. There's no alcohol. There's no alcohol. Do we have three thumbs down for powdered beer? I have to yeah. t- tell the best one. Don, you're, you being the beer person, you've, have you heard of Kingfisher? Yes. From India? Yep. Okay. So last year, they announced they were coming out with packets of, of beer hmm. that you could add, just add sparkly water or whatever to them. They announced this on April 1st. <laughs> oh. It took a while before people figured it out that this that was, it's real. That it was there <laughs> was just a big joke on their part, but it's like if you want a beer, you want a beer, you want I don't want to make it. And I mean this is it it's not just adding a powder to your bottle of water. You still have to carbonate it or yes. you're, you're drinking flat beer. Nobody likes flat beer. No. And put the alcohol in it. Yeah, <laughs> I just no, leave I mean, beer alone. Powder, Kool Aid, <laughs> and let's Instant let's coffee. be honest. Dang. If you are, you know, a, a, an avid backpacker, you know, you your camping is you carry everything on your back and you walk as far as you can into the middle of nowhere. You're probably not going camping to drink some beer. No. <laughs> so the whole idea of well, yeah, now you don't have to carry twelve ounce cans all the time. No, I don't see it selling. <laughs> and you know, a flask in each hip pocket would solve the problem. Yeah, um, give me give me some fireball in a flask, and I'll be fine. <laughs> I think the fact that he hasn't found funding for his business is other people can't see it working either. Yeah, it should be a yeah. sign. The next two 
No, this is coming from a guy who hasn't drank in almost 26 years, but a hand crank margarita maker. How it's much not was a margarita? It? How much was this thing? Uh, this thing is 95 and change. So a hundred bucks. I can a hundred bucks by the time you get shipping. I will say this is one of the few things that uh, it's it's on Amazon actually says in stock and will be at my house in two days because <laughs> they can't wait <laughs> anything else i need from amazon we're sorry this is temporarily out of oh, stock man. god knows when we'll get more <laughs> now i so yeah what you basically have is a hand crank blender for 95 bucks uh, i guess yeah. you you could sell it as green because it's certainly uh not going to waste any electricity uh, you know, my thought is, is if you're going camping and you don't have, we're talking camping, not RVing yeah. where you have electricity. Why would you bring a blended drink anyway? It, well, wouldn't you right. rather just bring vodka and orange juice or bloody Mary? Or you can get or, the mix already made with the alcohol yeah. in it. You just, just pour have it in to a pour glass. it over ice or you buy the cans, you know, it's margarita in a can. You yeah. Know? No, not hamburger in a can, margarita in a can. No, margarita in a can. I'm I'm not buying a $100 hand crank blender. I don't care that it comes with the C-clamp because I have to physically clamp it <laughs> to a table. It's a plastic handle. I yeah. don't see that holding up to crushing ice. Now, sadly, somebody bought this mainly because they're they're on a feeding tube, so they blend all their foods. And they were afraid, they thought this would be handy to have if there was a power outage. It would make sense if it bl could blend, but it wouldn't do a thing. <laughs> really? So now this person is, they basically said, I'm screwed with a product that doesn't work because they waited till they went beyond the day where they could return it. Oh, no. Yeah. And it doesn't work. But luckily, he has. they haven't lost their electricity, apparently. So The 10th product... Good. The tenth product on their list is for that particular person. There is hope when the power goes out or when you are camping and you want a blended margarita or frappuccino or whatever the heck you want to drop in the blender. This okay. is the way to do this it. This is the only thing that should not honestly be on our craptastic list because this thing, the name alone, two thumbs up. I would, yeah, I would be in the garage using this thing. I would buy it. it just to have, you know, I hope it comes with a sticker. Yeah. Because I want a sticker. That says Daiquiri this Whacker. Daiquiri Whacker. <laughs> and if it'll whack a daiquiri, it'll uh, munch a margarita. It, it isn't your mother's blender. <laughs> no. And rather than have to hand crank it, I do believe you have to pull a cord to fire up the gas motor in this thing. You do. This thing, you... <laughs> It it fires up it just like a, a weed eater, a weed whip, whatever you want to call it. There you, is you pull the cord, it's got a, a motorcycle style throttle handle. Pull the cord, rev it up, blend away. I'll give you guys a hint since there's no show notes on this one. This is at gasblender.com. And yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. Is like a leaf blower motor or something on there. Yeah. This thing's been around for a while because it, it looks like that's Jay Leno using it. And yeah. They, they, As seen on the Tonight Show, Jay Leno. This yeah. is an old site. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah the, December 2001. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the gas powered blenders, I, I've seen them in the uh, the Summit Racing catalogs, I guess. Oh, yes. Yes. You know, they, they have been around for a while. I've um, got to buy something from Summit Racing just to get the catalog. 
You can just request the I was catalog. Say, why don't you just you have request the catalog? You have to buy something to get the stickers. Yeah. And luckily, if your son buys something and sends you one, you get the sticker. Luckily, if your son has a truck that has a goofy transmission in it <laughs> and you have to order a lot of parts before you get the right one, you get a lot of stickers. <laughs> Do you realize we are 44 minutes into the podcast and that is the first shiny object? Wow. wow. No, I think there was That's one earlier. No, I think we've been pretty much Probably. on track. You guys know I think the first the first shiny object was the smart ass remark about something about my grandpa's head. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like I said, the more I use those, the cheaper they get because I do pay fifteen dollars a month for the music rights. Well, we better use them. Yes, and we are we by the this. by the way, uh our family camping is now in iHeartRadio and uh Stitcher, of course, Spotify and uh, all the other normal places. But uh, I searched nice. for it this week. We finally showed up in Stitcher and iHeartRadio. Uh, I'd submitted those a little while back. And with the COVID, all of these take a while. If you're on a player most of the time that you don't find this on, so you're watching it online or something, shoot an email, ourfamilycamping at gmail.com. Tell us what player that is, and I will get it in there. There's a gazillion of them. Most of them pull off of iTunes. What do you say we hit that wonderful part of the evening where we ask the magic question? Don, what did you learn tonight? This is this is one of those shows where, unfortunately, I don't think any of us really knew and learned anything. <laughs> a bacon cheeseburger in a can? I'm not going to eat that anyways. So. <laughs> and you eat a lot of weird things. I, I am not afraid of, of food, um, a food challenge. Odd food, spicy food, hot dog food, a meatball out of a dog's mouth. I don't <laughs> care. I will eat it. I would probably take a bite, but that's it. Just just to say I ate a bacon cheeseburger out of a can. Yes. <laughs> but that's it. I'm, I'm this is not my meal. <laughs> I so agree. Chris, what did you learn tonight? After this show we can only go up. <laughs> True story. <laughs> This has got this got to be the worst combination of hodgepodge crap I've ever seen. This was the most fun to put to put together though, and and I've always said we we did a trucking show every Sunday night for several years, and yeah. we decided we talked it to the let's go back and talk about camping. We love to camp. We all have campers. We all have RVs. Different things of different stuff. Um, let's go back there. It is harder to find topics. Because you have to think instead of just looking at a feed. Right. But it is so much more fun. There's just it, it is fun. And I I don't know. I don't come up with, with what we're gonna talk about on the show, but even if we didn't have show notes, between the three of us <laughs> we <true>. could pull <laughs> a camping show out of thin air. I mean, just with okay. What's the funniest thing that's ever happened to you when you're camping? I mean, just pick a random subject about camping. You can make a show about it. Yeah. Yeah, just about anything. Yes. Totally agree. So what did you learn? I have to give that a little thought because I certainly don't want to steal anything from any of you guys. I actually... You can admit, this was a show we learned nothing. <laughs> this was... This was... It's okay. There's COVID. You don't have to learn things anymore. <laughs> I've I been on drugs this week, and it shows. I have been. I'll tell you what. Okay, I make a living. Shiny object, last one, and we will uh, close the show with this one. 
I make a living with a commercial driver's license, which means I am subject to random drug screens. Uh-huh. And they just upped the amount of random drug screens this year so that a trucking company has to test 50% of their drivers every year. It, uh, it used to be, what, like 10% or something. Yeah. Gone way up. I just had to tell Chris between the the pain medicine and the drugs for the shingles and then the acetaminophen codeine for the tooth because they're two different kind of pain relievers that do two different things. And yeah. it's like, don't throw any of those bottles away. If I have to go to the clinic and leave a sample, I will need to explain. So. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why it's do you have little... so many painkillers in your system right oh now? My it's gosh. been pretty entertaining, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> honey, honey, did you see the purple dragon in the kitchen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's making brownies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I have learned. I have learned they put weird stuff in a can that I didn't even know about. Uh, they're, they're... That, that is true. There may be another episode down the line on weird stuff you can take camping just for the novelty of having it. Put it on the table out there for the kids to see. Just don't. I did unfortunately go down the rabbit hole after watching that YouTube video. Some strange things pulled up in the, you know, up next (laughs) playlist. And all right, let's see. There's there's a lot of weird food that comes in cans, MREs, oddball stuff like that. And it's like, wow, this. I didn't know this stuff existed. Thankfully, it sounds like most of it is not here. It's overseas, but still. <laughs> now, they don't have as much refrigeration there as we have here. Um, so that's yeah. a part of it. They have irradiated milk, so they don't need to refrigerate it. I mean, there's I, a lot that they don't refrigerate over. They don't, in, yeah, I know they here, don't right? refrigerate eggs, eggs because no, they don't. They're milk. Yeah. yeah. They don't wash them. So mm-hmm. you don't have to refrigerate them. Now, yeah. I have lived off of. Sea rations for a few days at a time back in my military <laughs> days. Some of that stuff is disgusting, but not as disgusting as watching the cheeseburger him open. in a can. Well, and you, he'd open the can and then, yeah, like you say, this, this parchment paper, it looks like, um, have you ever bought a tamale off of a food truck? A good food truck or. Hey, I'm drunk. That looks good. Okay, the, the latter. The latter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have. It looked like bad something things that, happened. It looked like something that came off that food truck. That all I can say is if anybody is riding in the car with you for two hours after you eat it, the windows will be down. The Let's just leave it at down. that. You will probably stop a lot, and hopefully one of them will be at some kind of emergency facility where they can pump your stomach. Yeah, and, and, and if you have the role of a glow-in-the-dark toilet paper, you're going to use most yeah. of it. Everything will be okay. <laughs> this, this show is really going down Now that we've gone all the way down the hill, what do you say uh, you all stay safe, uh, happy camping, drink Camp. responsibly? Just camp. It's uh, we're coming into uh, Labor Day weekend. Yep. Kind of the the last camping weekend for everybody. So behave. Be safe. I'll try. Yes. We'll talk to you all soon. Thanks for listening, everybody. 